Oh well, bless my soul, what's wrong with me? I'm itching like a man on a fuzzy tree. My friends say I'm acting as a wild love. I'm in a love. I'm all sick up. Uh -huh. And my knees are weak I can't seem to stand on my own feet Oh, do you think I need to have such love? I'm in a love I'm always uh-huh Welcome into another amazing episode of Touchdowns, Tunes, and Tailgates We've got a loaded up show for you today We've got some great new cover songs uh, that I don't have enough words to say how impressed I am with how they came out from the community players. We have our new music partners, the one and only Andy and Stacy from Best Life Studios. They'll be helping us keep it real with what's going on in Nashville, etc. But first, we got to get down and dirty with some sports. And it's not often that I get so fired up anymore that I want to throw things at the TV. But this week is just different. It's got a different feel for me. And I'm really only angry about one thing. I think the NFL was amazing this week in terms of the games, the excitement, etc. But I've got... Two significant problems, and we're going to get into them, and we're going to talk, and hopefully you guys can get back to me on social media, hit us up, tell us what you're thinking about these two things. And I'm going to start with the one that's really burning in my belly and get it out of the way. To all these talking heads out there, to all these ex-players, to all these, I don't even know what to call them without being rude. So we're just going to leave it at that. To anyone who is saying that Jeff Saturday should not have been afforded the opportunity to coach the Indianapolis Colts, you're out of your freaking minds. This man played 13 years in the league at a Pro Bowl level, won a championship. Quarterback was Peyton Manning. Do you think he learned a little bit with those people? Come on. If you don't know football, you don't know that the position of center outside of the quarterback and the offensive coordinator are integral parts of calling games. As a former center, I'm loyal. Now, to all, those of you who know me and know the show, I'm a Patriots fan. So first and foremost, I hate the freaking Indianapolis Colts. But I do love me some Jeff Saturday. And if you saw his post-game locker room after the victory, y'all, against the Chargers, excuse me, Raiders, you know what I'm talking about here. It fires me up that somehow people out there think that they have been given a voice that they could say whatever the hell they want. But the responses from Jeff Saturday were just classic old-school football player talk. 
He couldn't give two craps what anybody else thinks. He's well aware that he's honored to have this job. He's well aware of the fact that he doesn't know if he's going to be good at it or great at it. But he's man enough, he's center enough to say, I'm going to give it my all and let's see where it goes. I was listening to Pat McAfee and, and I have these moments where I love Pat and moments where I'm like, dude has gone full WWE style. But he's right. He's so right about this. If you work for an organization for 13 years, you dedicate your blood, sweat, and tears to that organization for those 13 years. And by the way, every year after that, if your name is on the stadium in the ring of fame, if you've been speaking with Jim Ursay, the owner of the team, on a regular basis since you retired and consulting him, you're damn right you're qualified for that job. It, it, it boggles my mind. I think it's the best thing I've ever heard Jim Ursay do. And I might have to come back here in six weeks and eat crow. Half of me will be happy about that because I hate the Indianapolis Colts. But I want Jeff Saturday to be successful. I want you to think about it in this kind of thought process. You get a job working at, I don't know, let's call it um, Amazon. You go to work every day and you start as a stock person. And you work your way up until you are a leading deliverer of job excellence. And you're at the top of that department that you started at. Who says you're not qualified to make the next step and take all that knowledge and move it, move into a senior executive position. How is what Jeff Saturday is doing any different? Let's not make a mistake here. All this time that he's been on ESPN, he's been around some of the best coaching minds in football that who have retired, or he's been around them on game day. He's been around them nonstop in a relaxed atmosphere where he can just be a giant sponge and soak up all this tremendous information. Combine that with his 13 years in the league, and you're damn right I'm happy that he's 1-0 and that you fools out there, and yep, you're fools saying he didn't deserve that job, are at least keeping your mouth shut for one week. Now, if they lose next week... I could just hear y'all crawling out of the woodwork. It'll be ridiculous. But let's give this man the season. It takes a lot of guts and balls to step up and take this job for the rest of the year and lead men. And that's what this is, leading men. And do it in a way that's true to himself, true to the game of football, and to the organization. So before we all go crazy, let's just hit the pause button. Let's do what McAfee says. Let's chill and watch this guy lead. And shut your piles. All of the superfluous noise coming out of all of these different media 
yahoos is just tiring to me at this point. It's just tiring. How is someone who never played the game qualified to discuss it in great length, but a guy who played for 13 years has been on ESPN and has worked with multiple coaches of Hall of Fame caliber, not qualified to be the head coach of the Indianapolis Colts? Just my question. Just my question. So I walked in um, to the studio the other day, and a group of the musicians that play on the show were sitting there, and they were discussing the Commanders-Eagles game. And it was like they boxed me into a corner with one question. What did I think of the play that essentially ended the game for the hit on on Taylor Henneke. And I never say his name right, so I apologize up front, Taylor. Anyway, what did I think? And there was two answers I had in my head. The first one was, if you live to the letter of the rule, they should have thrown the flag. The other side of me, as a guy who played football in the 80s, said, I would have been wondering what the hell you thought hitting them like that, that candy-ass stuff. Now, I'm, I'm on board. We're trying to protect these quarterbacks, et cetera, et cetera. But those two forms of contact in that particular play, my friends have hugged me harder. Okay? You know when you get that man hug that gets you a little squeeze? You know what I'm talking about, guys. The double pat on the back because nobody can just hug each other. You know. Those were less than that. And they changed the game. Do the Eagles win that game? Don't know. Should it have been called? I don't think so. I don't think a game should ever be won and lost by a referee. Now, if some guy had barreled through there and Taylor was in a slide and he went helmet to helmet, full contact, not to snock bubbles out of him, yeah, throw that flag, because that's just stupidity. But in my particular view and opinion, and I've went back and looked at it over and over again, that flag should not have been thrown. And if it was thrown in the moment, it should have been picked up. The refs have done a great job of realizing when they may have not got it right and picking a flag up. This was one of those cases. Now, in the long run, how significant is or isn't it? Not a whole lot. I think it's kind of good for the Eagles to lose a game. I don't think losing to the Redskins in division is going to end up mattering very much. So, 8-1 and one to me feels like, okay, let's go on with the season now and not start getting calls about the Miami Dolphins' perfect season and all that, and let's get focused back on football. But that wasn't the way it should have come about. That should have not been called. What happens after that? Maybe the Eagles still lose. Maybe the Commanders still win. We'll never know. But it does bug me. And so 
in the conversation with these musicians, which as luck would have it, one was a passionate Eagles fan, one was a passionate Commanders fan, which I'm not sure if you even want to admit to that these days. Please, Daniel Snyder, sell the darn team and get the hell out of Dodge. You are just a pimple on the ass of the NFL. But I understood their passion and I enjoyed watching them go back and forth on this particular topic. But at the end of the day, it pained me. But at the end of the day, the Eagles fan was right. It just was such an insignificant result of a play, contact-wise. It never should have dictated the, the result of the game or the potential result of the game. So, I, it just it fires me up a little bit. I, I, I want to protect quarterbacks. I get it. The game is different when your second or third string quarterback is in a game versus your first string player and having those players on the field make sense for the whole league. But let's not take a play that wasn't going to hurt anybody. Um, I've had more contact playing flag football as an old man than that. You know, let's just call it like it is. Let's not let the game slip away from us to such a drastic point. That's how I'm feeling about it. We'd love to know how you're feeling about it. Hit us up on social media. In case you all haven't noticed, and I'm just going to go on a little bit of a rant here. Big surprise, I've been on a rant since I started talking to you all. We've become pretty much exclusively a TikTok kind of social media group. Um, And it's for a lot of reasons. Instagram just kind of bores me now. Um, and we're a podcast, so pictures aren't such a big deal. Twitter is such political fire that there's no room for us just to have fun over there. And Facebook is for dinosaurs. This TikTok stuff is cool because we now have the ability to go up to 10 minutes on a video, so a full segment of the show, and talk about everything. Um... It's accessible, it's easy, it's fun. And that's what this show is all about. Whether we're talking about country music or we're talking about the Eagles and the Commanders play or whatever the case may be, uh, you know, uh, next week we're going to get into um, briskets. We're going we're gonna to do some briskets and turkey talk. We've got uh, a really cool guest coming at y'all. I'm going to tease it here, but let's just say this guy builds some amazing grills. His company manufactures them. He's a competitive barbecue guy. And we're going to talk about turkey because, duh, it's Thanksgiving week. And we're going to talk about brisket because, well, there's no bad day for brisket. I want to get this guy's opinion on burnt ends. I recently had some burnt ends here in Virginia, and to say that I was missing Texas would be the understatement of the year. So I'm going to get down and dirty with him on those subjects. We're going to have a blast with it. This next segment coming up is going to be so much fun, y'all. These two characters, and yep, I'm calling them characters, and you'll understand why after you've sat and listened to them. 
they are at the pulse of Nashville and everything that's going on. We're going to get into Yellowstone talk. We're going to talk about Lainey and her new role on the show and her music. But before we do it, I thought there was only one appropriate way to kick it off. And Jake from the Frontier has become such a friend of the show, and we've enjoyed him so much. I shot him a text this week, and I said, Hey, Jake, what do you think about playing this song? And I sent him over the song and his response, and I'm telling you, it was maybe five minutes later after listening to the song was, Hell yeah. So without further ado, I'm going to let this thing play all the way through for y'all because it's freaking awesome. But Jake was able to do his rendition of Whiskey Myers' song, Virginia. So here we go with Jake. We'll be back on the other side of that with Best Life Studios to talk Yellowstone, country music, you name it. Y'all, I'm having a blast with you. I'll see you on the other side. Earthquakes and hurricanes Slow-moving freight trains Girl, that's how You make me feel sometimes You were gone away from here So far, my dear Up by That northern state line Virginia The story goes Broken hearts and sad 
souls You left me here Not saying goodbye Said you had it with your ball North Arkansas That was back before 1975 Virginia And we're back, y'all. And listen, this week is kind of cool because we're starting something completely different. I'm tired of y'all talking to me about what does the guy from Boston know about country music and Nashville, even though I lived there and did radio there. So I brought in the experts. They're my friends from Best Life Studios. Hey, guys, why don't you introduce yourselves? Hey, Cliff, what's going on? What's up, Cliff? Woo! What's going on? best. I'm Andy. Stacy and Andy and I, we kind of share some things in common. We all love country music. We're not big fans of the fifth row. We got to be in the fourth or the third. Or maybe that's just me. I don't know. Got to be up close for sure. No, that's that's just crazy one sitting next to me. Yeah, mostly me. I should be right front and center. (laughs) I got to tell you, I saw one video of you where you had all your your uh, bands from being in the pit or whatever it might be. And you were (laughs) stirring them up in a pot going that you had to eat them for dinner. (laughs) Yes, that's right. That's right. Priorities. And I I thought to myself, I got to hook her up with my Rolodex so she doesn't have to pay so much for these things anymore. (laughs) (laughs) But we'll save that for another minute. Anyway, The other thing that we have in common and something I feel like we should be talking about every week and I've been talking about since the advent of the show is the show Yellowstone. Yes, we love Yellowstone. So I feel like I'm like the prophet of Yellowstone. I'll have a conversation with somebody in the business, out of the business, and probably the third or fourth question, I'll go, so do you watch Yellowstone? And if they say no, I go into this big, long sermon about what are you doing? (laughs) Are you crazy? So I literally, like, was counting the days like I do to the Super Bowl for their premiere this past week, and it was a two-hour premiere. So I got to ask you straight off the rip, what did you think? Well, no pun intended. You said rip. Uh, but <laughs> that's that's what you think all the time. And Andy already knows that. So move on. <laughs> I loved it. And I was just like you counting down the days. It couldn't come soon enough. And then 
when I found out one of my favorites, Lainey Wilson, was going to be a character named Abby, I was even more excited. I thought it was amazing. I was so excited that they had a two-hour premiere, like a two-episode premiere. I thought it was really good. And my main question for you, Cliff, is do you think Lainey Wilson's character, Abby, is going to be friends or foe with Beth Dutton? Well, before I answer that, and I promise I will answer it, I think there's a whole bunch of stuff going on that just, there's a lot of building blocks. It, it felt a little slow for me, mm. more than a typical one-hour episode of Yellowstone where you blink your eyes and it's over and you go, that's it? There was a little bit more going on, and I think there was a lot of story building going on. Yes. And, and the the one part that you're addressing with Lainey, I've had this crush on her since <laughs> the jump. Like there's just something about her that I love and her music is through the roof. Good, but there's lots of through the roof, good music out there. Mm-hmm. Hers is through the roof. Good. And she's just this cool spirit, this cool soul. I always feel like she's a, cross between I don't know what country star you'd line her up with currently but and like a hippie from the 70s mm-hmm. yeah. yes she's authentic yes. yeah it's just so unique and so real but I'll tell you when she got me and got me good was <laughs> when she when she went to the CMAs with her dad oh yeah. so good so good and so such a sweet story and we've been to a couple of her concerts recently and she was talking about her dad being in the hospital and his health issues and so happy that he's doing better and um, was able to go with her that was just perfect it really was i was just for clump i was like the big guy <laughs> sitting in the corner going i can't believe this <laughs> yes as a dad with two daughters in college, you can understand why I kind of identified with that. Mm-hmm. But anyway, I love her music. And to answer your question, I think there's going to be a unique softening of Beth Dutton this year surrounding Abby. Oh, I love I, it. I think good. I think Abby's drawn into the story, as we all know, she's going to be a main part of the show. But I think what's going to happen is they're going to try their best. And listen, Beth Dutton's character doesn't make it easy for anybody to think she's the kind, gentle type. But I, but I look at it almost the same way as what they're doing with Rip and the adopt a son mm-hmm. storyline. Um, so I'm completely digging that. And I really think that Abby is going to be a little soft spot for Beth Dutton. That's well, my she, guess. She did apologize. She did. I was just going to say that. So but then Beth... she took her stepbrother to, to town again. And I thought he <laughs> might jump off a cliff. I, mean... I know. That's right. But she did apologize, she babe. Did. You're right. Yeah. She like went out of her way and then Rip talked about her, you know, her heart, how big her heart is. And they might be setting that up. Yeah. They might That'd be, be setting that up. All of my guy friends love Beth Dutton. I got to tell you the truth. I'm a little scared. <laughs> I'm with you, Cliff. I, I mean, I, I, I feel it. I get it. Um, 
but I'm still a little scared. Like if you come home and something's just not Beth's way, you're going to pay. Yeah. <laughs> you are going to pay. And, and I think, and, I feel like I've taken on a little bit of her persona in a little bit. I've always loved like cowboy hats and cowboy boots and, you know, yeah, let's just say, I know, let's just say Nashville attire, but ever since Yellowstone came out and he's like, what's happening? You're, you have all these Western like sweaters and I'm she like, bought yeah. into all the infomercials, all the actors are uh, doing now on Paramount Plus. <laughs> <laughs> I love and, it all. So good. So. And as a sports guy, and I don't think you guys know this, I grew up on the sports side of business, on the business side at first. And I was an agent on the marketing side. So all of these in-show branding deals are the things I've been doing for like my whole career. And I'll be looking at the show going, Oh my God! They've become the Red Sox. Oh uh, yeah, it's crazy, <laughs> right? Right. right. You know, and water Sox. and it's boots and it's it's, it's yeah, every. It's and now they got the com the commercials are are lined up with the music from Yellowstone. I yeah. Mean, yes. The ATM machine is running wide open. That's no right. For Costner and the gang over there. Yeah. That's right. So, so, but I, I can't knock him. I would do the same thing. Mm -hmm. I just keep thinking of that scene in Wayne's World where they like say, we'll never sell out. And they're like wearing Reebok sneakers, <laughs> yeah, right. the pizzas and the Pepsi and all that stuff. <laughs> I'm, and I'm thinking somewhere Kevin Costner's just laughing his way to the bank along with Sheridan. Oh, yes. Right no, to mean, the bank. Now, do you guys, do you guys know where Sheridan came from? In well, he's a Texas guy, and he wrote a movie that we'll talk about on another episode because it'll take a while that I was involved with. But did you know that he was the cop on um, Sons of Anarchy? No. No. Oh, yeah. This is – you really <laughs> – this is amazing. He was the assistant deputy on the show Sons of Anarchy. Huh. Wow. And I see a lot of his style – that was that influenced that show is also similar on this show and it's no happenstance that they're my two favorite binge worthy shows of all time <laughs> there there are some deep um the actors have deep characters that's for sure yeah i, I i'm a big whether it's music or show i'm in, in music i'm all about the lyrics and in a show, I'm I'm really looking to just be knee deep in character building. Yes, we're with you on that. What we love so much about all the concerts we go to and all the artists we love so much is really the songwriting and the stories yep. behind it. it. That's our favorite. I tell the story all the time. When I was working in Nashville, I used to go to the place next door. And sit down, and on Tuesday nights, it was um, $5 for a Budweiser and a shot of Jack Daniels. <laughs> and and who was there, like, once a month? Chris Stapleton. Really? Yeah. When was this? What year are we talking? So, I'm real bad at years, but I'll do some quick math in my head. It had to be... Let's see, we're in 22 right now, minus 7, uh, 2005. That's amazing. 15, yeah, it. because he was, 
like so many of these artists and Laney being one of them as well, they, they, they wore their butts out. Yeah. Getting to where they are. And you hear these ridiculous things where they'll say overnight success. I'm like, over. <laughs> right. I don't know what night you're talking about, but it ain't overnight. <laughs> well, that's right. why they call it a 10 year town, right? Yes. Yeah, exactly. Right. And then the Bluebird. I mean, that place is just, I, I, I have so much fun there. I went there once on this date with this girl who was just a vibrant chick. And, you know what you got to go through. You got to go online and blah, blah, blah to get the tickets. So we yes. walk in and we get these great seats seats, and we're enjoying it. And, you know, they've got those signs all over the place. Don't sing. Well, mm-hmm. This is my first time hearing the song. I'm not going to sing anyway. Well, <laughs> right. That's well, right. My, my date decides she's just going to make the words up as she goes along. So she's <laughs> singing. Finally, this dude turns around and looks at her and points at the sign that says no singing. And it was Steven Tyler. Oh, <laughs> my gosh. I'm like, That's the funny stuff. <laughs> you can't make that. You can, only in Nashville That's can it. that happen. You yes. know, so I, I, I lived in the Gulch. I desperately miss Nashville, although it's gotten pretty insane there i think you can mm-hmm. take it take it in a couple day doses at a time but i do love it yeah three days max yes <laughs> and it has changed a lot and you know even on even on tiktok with all the nashville videos i post i get some flack from the locals about oh no one goes to broadway but how can you not go to broadway it's the best <clears throat> i mean and it's changing a lot but as long as they keep some of those old staples, you know. Cliff microdoses, my friend. Yeah. Yes. First of all, let me say this. The locals, I lived there long enough to be able to say this, that say they don't go to Broadway are lying. <laughs> Lies. Lies. Especially if you have guests coming into town, right? right. Like, what are you going to do? You're going to go to Broadway. No yeah. doubt about it. <laughs> so, you know, I was doing the sports thing while I was there in town. And, you know, I didn't know where to go. I didn't know anything, but I'll tell you this. For the entire time I was there, there was at least once a week that my butt was in Legends. Love Legends. Legends has just got that perfect in-the-middle honky-tonk vibe to it to me. And it's not too huge where you're getting mauled and pushed all over the place. And the music's always good. Yeah. So good. So uh, that's my big push. And I love the station in uh, in the Gulch. If you haven't been there, I, yes. uh, I highly recommend that. But that's enough of our tour guide for now. I think, <laughs> yeah. Let's get back to Lainey. Yes. Okay. So let me ask you this question. Favorite Lainey song? Are you ready? Are you ready to have one yet? That's a good question. Well, my heart is a truck. Is I I'd have to say that's my current favorite. I was loving, you know, what would what would Dolly do? I really liked that one. Um, but seeing her for the first time, she opened for John Party on tour. Yep. Um, it was um, Haley Witters, who I love so much too, and then Lainey, and then John Party. That is like such a good lineup it was so good but anyway um when she sang my heart is a truck uh and hits hit that note at the end it just it 
so so good so yeah. good. and you know i think um her first song you know about um uh what a man should do yeah i thought i thought that was really good too and that's what everyone sings along to but i've noticed people are singing singing along to more of her songs now already it's yeah. so so quickly now for her but yeah i have to go with her as a truck so I'm going to agree with you there, and and it's a really simple reason. Her first big song, you lose your man card for singing that song because you're just admitting that the male species is screwed up. We all know that already. We don't need anybody to reinforce it. <laughs> it's kind of a girl power song, I have to admit. That is yeah, a girl it, power song, and I do love it. But so that's that's why. Andy and I cannot say that is our favorite, even if we hum it in the shower. Um, it's just I thought not I was going to say, wait in the truck. I got a good blend. <laughs> now, the new song with her and Hardy, that yeah. the, first, the first time I heard that, it just sent like chills down my arms. I'm thinking, that would be me if yeah. I came across that. And I don't want to, if, if you haven't heard the song yet, um, you got to go listen to it. What's the exact yeah. name of it, Stace? Truck? Uh, uh, Wait in the Truck. Wait in the Truck. That's it. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh, I've, yeah. oh I've hit it on repeat many times. But, <laughs> uh, you know, I took my gun out and separated the, the cartridge from it and everything so that I didn't get inspired to go find some, <laughs> poor, some poor girl that needed help. But I'm going to do something special for you guys in honor of you being on your sh on the show the first time. Next week, we have an artist that works with us on the community players who is going to sing just for you guys, My Heart is Truck. <gasps> Sweet. Wow. Wow. Amazing. So she good. Just came, she just came off doing last week or the week before, I forget which because I'm old, um, Shallow with my friend from the Frontier, and it was fantastic. And she said, I want to channel my inner spirit of Lainey and this girl. So, you know, her story, she dresses on the weekends as a Disney character and does birthday parties. Wow. So, so the half the time I see her, she's dressed up like snow white or Cinderella <laughs> or this. So all I can think is I can't even imagine what she's going to do to be channeling her inner Lainey. That's awesome. No singing, yeah, so I'm going to have to video that one so I can send you guys the video of her doing that would love uh, it. as well. I would love it. I want to be Lainey Wilson. She's amazing. I love her style. I love everything about it. That's so cool. I can't wait to um, hear it and see it. So what's the next big concert for you guys? You know, it, it's... Indy. Yeah, Hardy and Indy. Old Dominion. Old Dominion. We got um, oh the the big oh. big one is um, George Strait Nashville oh. right. That's not until July, but yeah. it is really crazy right now because it's like the season, Cliff. Right, yeah. and so all of the tours are coming out, and then you got to fight to get in the pre-sale and fight to get the tickets, and then just when you get the tickets, then another one's announced, and you're like, okay, we got to watch the budget here. What's going on? <laughs> like, so many things, but yeah, yeah. People are twisting their arms to go to other places like, oh, I need another job. I know. <laughs> I, know. I, I have noticed that I'm taking on more and more uh, doing um, commercial reads because they pay well 
just to have that slush fun to get to all the shows <laughs> I want to see. That's right. Yeah. That's right. I told Andy doing TikTok and everything else and all the time I put into that, if I could, you know, just go to a few concerts, then it's all worth it. It's all good. <laughs> so so here's my big thing. I want to be like the Grateful Dead traveler of Tyler Childers this year. <gasps> Oh, there you go. He's so amazing. I, I mean, he's so literally going to be in North Carolina a couple of times, three, I think, South Carolina, like all close to me. I'm just going to buy tickets to every one of those shows and go. So good. So good. And we're into like um, Parker McCollum and also um, Zach Bryan yep. and um, checking out what they have going on too. Yeah. So good. That genre, that like niche right there of those three, so good. You can't forget Cody in that. Oh yes, Cody. I feel like belongs in there too. We love him too. We yeah. we saw him for the first time um, in January, and he knocked our socks off. So so good. I did five years in Austin, Texas. Austin is a great town. It's not Nashville when it comes to music, like they'd like you to think, but it's still a great town. And I got to meet a bunch of them. Um, another one you should look into if you haven't already is the Josh Abbott band. I sounds familiar. I don't know why. It doesn't. <laughs> don't know that Andy sounds like he knows it. I, I have to go into my uh, my Our, playlist. You're all there right. you go. <laughs> yeah, definitely type them in because he's he does a lot of great stuff. I hosted a show that he did for charity um, in Austin, and that's where I met Cody. He, he showed up at that show and it was phenomenal and such a good guy. Josh Abbott's a little crazy and he went to Texas Tech. So I'm not a big fan of his school choices, but, <laughs> you know, I, I, as a guy who made a living off the University of Texas, I, I, I tend to skew the other way. But he's, <laughs> he's definitely somebody you want to look into. And the reason I bring it up is you listed three real Texas red dirt kind of musicians yes, exactly yes. and he's exactly that okay we're in so we're in. so take a listen to that listeners if you have not discovered josh abbott band take a listen talk amongst yourselves we'll talk about it some more next week <laughs> well Love listen it. guys i have had a blast talking to y'all i'm looking forward to doing this on a weekly basis andy you've got to really talk a little bit less though I because, will. You know, Tough. because Stacy's hardly had a second to chat here. Oh, <laughs> see? This always happens. This always happens. But I've had a blast doing it. I'll send you all the copy of Shallow um, and Whiskey Myers' song. It'll also, Whiskey Myers will debut on our show. So if you're listening to us right now, you've already heard Whiskey Myers. I can't wait to see what happens on Yellowstone this weekend. Yes. And we could talk about it next week, y'all. I can't wait. I can't wait. Thank you so much for having us. This was so much fun. Thank you. Absolutely. Cliff. See you next week, y'all. Take care. What a blast this show was. So much fun. So happy to bring 
Andy and Stacy into our family of Triple T. It's it was incredible, and I'm looking forward every week to their insights into what's going on in country music, Yellowstone, concerts, all that good stuff. How great was Jake doing Whiskey Myers' Virginia song? I, I so love it. I've probably listened to it 10 times myself. And, uh, well, let's see if our friend Jeff Saturday can go 2-0 and this week. Looking forward to talking about it with you all next week. See you all on the other side. Clear eyes, full heart, can't lose. Right now, she's probably up singing songs.